Hey, Marshall. Hello, Elizabeth. Do you want to talk about Lost? I do. Great. This is the Jungle of Mystery podcast, and that's what we do here. And this week we are talking about season three, episode 12, Par Avion. Par Avion. Which Rousseau was a good guess, given that it was a French title, but it's a clear one. It's a clear one. It's been a while. It has been a while. And I think I saw that in seasons one, two, and three so far, we keep having a Saeed episode immediately followed by a Claire episode. (laughs) That's just how they've all worked out. Very weird. So, gosh, you should have known, Marshall. Aren't you keeping track? I should have followed that pattern. Yeah, but, gosh. Uh, the numbers. The numbers. <laughs> so, our flashbacks in this episode, we see baby Claire. Little goth face Claire. Little goth face Claire. Little goth face really bad black wig Claire. Little, little, uh, craft, the craft cosplay Claire. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. It's really bad. Claire does not look like someone who... Went through a goth phase. Like It's definitely a different look. She's just so cute. <laughs> Are you saying that goth people aren't cute? I don't know. She just looks like... She looks like a preppy girl who put on a black wig, you know? Right. Uh, I mean, okay. But you know what I, I mean? mean? It's, it's it, like, it, is, it's, it, is, it is strange. Like, just because of her demeanor and everything about her doesn't really change that much in the flashbacks. No, so it does not. It looks like a preppy girl who dressed up like a goth for the day. <laughs> yeah it is true her demeanor does not change yeah. she's just i don't know she's just adorable but it's a bad wig man it's such a yeah, it's she, such a uh, bad wig that i'm like are we supposed to believe that she dyed her hair black for a while or did that she just wore a wig when she went through her goth face because it's such a bad wig i mean it definitely looked like you know nylon yeah or whatever they make wigs out it's of, especially bad when uh when you, the glasses in her hair Yes. And it's like, oh man, they just plopped that thing on her head, huh? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she's in a car wreck because everybody in this show has car wrecks. <laughs> Daddy issues and car wrecks. We got two Daddy more checks in, car in this episode. <laughs> Another character with Daddy issues. So let's see. How many more do we have to go? Like four or five characters left to go <laughs> that are going to have Daddy issues. We got another one. It's a two for one this time. Yes. One Daddy, two issues. <laughs> um anyway so she's in a car wreck she's the one driving the car her mom is thrown from the car and it's real bad yes we should wear seatbelts everybody yep we see claire at the hospital being interviewed by a police officer we find out that she hit a truck but she she's saying that the truck hit her and he's asking how fast she was going and he says these questions are standard procedure when there's a fatality and she's like my mom's not dead, right? <laughs> like, it's a little bit fucked up. It's weird because the way they those questions this. are procedure regardless. Regardless of whether there's a fatality. It's just, yeah. there was a it's car ca- right. It's called a traffic investigation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the way he says it is like a little fucked up. It's like, she's not dead. Well, mom's not dead yet. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he was just assuming she's going to be dead, but normally you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, that's again, yeah. It's like that seems a smidge unethical um, to say something like that. In the next flashback, we meet Claire's aunt, who's a huge bitch. Yes. Which, like, I get you're pissed and scared, but also Claire, I'm pretty sure, is supposed to be, like, a teenager in this episode. 
you know? Yeah, she was really mean to Claire. Like, there wasn't precedent for that, was there? I mean, I don't, I feel like this episode is implying, and I mean, Claire says it at the end in the, in the last flashback with her mom. She like, didn't, like, didn't get along with her mom. Yeah, like, she was a fuck-up teenager, right? She's going through her goth yeah. phase. She works at a tattoo parlor. She apparently said horrible things to her mom in the car. So she was probably, like, a fuck-up teen, and then she does this. And maybe the family just doesn't like her very much. Yeah. She's the black sheep. She's also a bastard. Well, yeah. Not her fault, but... No, but that definitely plays into, like, yeah. family perception. Yeah. Is that what you call... Is that only for men that are born out of wedlock, or is that apply to women? That's a good question. I'm not really sure. I don't know... Anyways. <laughs> I don't know a feminine version of the word bastard, so I guess it's... <laughs> it's weird to, it's weird to just call her a bastard, but... <laughs> She's a real bastard. She's a real bastard. It's just <laughs> such a such an incongruous phrase. Uh, but yeah, her uh, her aunt is. Uh, yeah, her aunt like attacks shitty. her for going home to take a shower. She's like, "Wow, that must have been nice, Claire." And Claire's like, "Well, I mean, I had glass in my hair. <laughs> I was a little a, a touch traumatized." Yes, yeah, like, couldn't you put aside your shit right now in this tra during this tragedy? Yeah, for real. So her mom is in a coma, and. She's in such a bad state that they, at this point, like, they have no idea really where it's going to go from here. They just have to watch her. But we find out that her expenses are being covered by an anonymous donor. Yes. Even though they're in Australia. And so, so this okay. whole backstory is moot because there wouldn't they be have, the need. They have single-payer health care. <laughs> yeah. So, there's an interesting thing about Lost, Marshall. I don't think they bothered... To learn about any country outside of the U.S. Because every episode we've had so far that's been in a different country has had <laughs> glaring issues. Like, with the Desmond episodes, all of the, like, Scottish army posters are fucked up and, like, everything's fucked up about it. And then and the now, Thailand episode. The Thailand episode, we don't, yeah, obvious issues. And now, uh -huh. not understanding how the healthcare system in Australia works. And this whole plotline is kind of moot because... You wouldn't need a rich American to cover your expenses for you because you wouldn't be driven no, to bankruptcy they, by getting in a at car least wreck. In, yeah, at least in this aspect, the Australian government cares about their citizens. <laughs> so anyway, not in other aspects, but at least in this one, I looked up like I was like, I know right now they have single payer healthcare. Yeah, they also did like, in the two thousand in the early two thousand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like it, it was at least by the like late nineties they were passing laws to like boost payments into single payer so they even had it established by the early 90s yeah so it's such an easy Although thing to maybe, get right well hold on i don't know what year this was supposed to have taken place i get we could even if it was 10 years prior to crashing on the island it's still i don't know it doesn't seem like they would have had to pay their hospital bills <laughs> and yet here we are but it's worth it, because we find out who's paying our hospital bills. 1974. Okay, it's definitely not taking place before 1974. Parliament passed healthcare legislation in 1974, establishing free public hospital care and subsidized private care. Yeah. But that's all right. It's all right. In this fictional, wow. in this fictional version of Australia. 1974. 50 years ago. <laughs> Do you know how ass-backward America is? Give it another 70 God. years. Maybe we'll. God damn. <laughs> That's so frustrating. Whatever. It's okay, Marshall. It's okay. Fuck it. It's not okay, actually. Well, in this ver in this version of Australia, they don't have it, I guess. Um Yeah, they had they had to they had to shitify other countries <laughs> to make, make them not seem better than America. <laughs> that was a, that was a stipulation a low, of the network. It's such a low bar. Make America look better. <laughs> yeah. 
so there's a mysterious American in the hospital coming to visit. Big reveal. It's Christian. It's Christian. Claire's daddy is Jack's daddy. Yep. What were your uh what were your thoughts? I had to like get the run like Larissa had to remind me about the details of that episode where we saw Christian. Oh my god, I like, tried I... so hard to get you to guess it in that episode. I was like a yeah. blonde Australian woman. <laughs> okay. Alright, listen. I I just did it just didn't occur to me. Alright, so here we are. <laughs> but it's Christian it's it's him. I don't know, it's weird. It is weird. It's very weird that we now have, I think this is our fourth character that Christian is in their uh, backstory in some capacity, right? He's in a lot so of there's obviously, different backstories. There's obviously Jack. Uh, the, the next biggest one was Ana Lucia. Ana Lucia. And then also Sawyer. He had that big conversation with Sawyer in the bar. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now Claire. That's, that's a uh, lot of folks is... to be connected to. He's left a big old crater in the human experience. <laughs> so just food for thought. Oh, is he going to turn out to be Dharma or something? Is that why you're telling me? Pay attention I'm not to telling his... you anything. I'm just telling you it's really interesting. You literally... Okay. I'm telling you it's really interesting that this one guy mm, interesting. is connected to so many characters who ended up on the island. Fascinating. <laughs> Our next flashback, we see that Claire works at a tattoo parlor. Using a punch gun. In a tattoo parlor. Yeah, I know. I was like... Jesus Lord. A tattoo parlor or is this Claire's? Is this Claire's? Ha ha. Maybe the tattoo parlor is called Claire's. <laughs> I mean, if there are still tattoo parlors, I mean, I've seen some, there's some pretty bad tattoo parlors out there, so I don't know. It still seems like, wow. Also, that person was covered in piercings, so you think they would have figured out by then to not use that, but hey. <laughs> Whatever. So Claire gets coffee with Christian. And he's, you know, kind of trying to explain himself a little bit because she says, you know, my mom told me you were dead. He says they had a fling. He was back in L.A. with his real family when he found out that she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. He did see her a lot when she was a baby, but the family hates him because he has another family. And so he basically was not allowed to keep coming to see her. And then he's like, hey, your mom's basically dead, so let's kill her. <laughs> this was a weird a weird way to approach euthanasia yeah like, yeah like I, I, there's like a uh, obviously a place for discuss discussion about it like if they are basically saying like it, you know if she's completely brain dead and there's no way she's coming back then it would be selfish to just like make her exist as a vegetable until she rots away in her own body but like he just is straight in like, you know, there's ways. Yeah, it's been like a couple days and he's just like, yeah, listen. <laughs> yeah, that was I know. That a, was I know a guy <laughs> like I don't know if they're trying to like paint euthanasia in a bad light or like if they're just trying to paint Christian in a bad light, I guess. Yeah, That's I mean, weird. it's mostly him. He's, he's just a yeah. toxic guy, right? Because there's definitely like at the end of her flashbacks when she's like seeing her mom like months later or years later. It's much later, more than months later, yeah. Years later, that's definitely Yeah. Unless unless there's something we don't know, right. like they said, oh, we discovered a, a treatment, but that's not how that yeah. works. Um she's been Terry Shivo for There's more to it. We will revisit. We'll revisit it. Okay. But 
I mean, the the whole thing is just kind of like a little bit of a flaw that we've noticed in the show overall is they're pretty heavy handed in their flashback sequences with like the message that you're supposed to get that ties into what they're doing on the island, right? So the whole thing throughout this episode is everyone telling Claire not to have false hope, right? So that was the whole point, really, of this flashback sequence, other than the big reveal, like plot wise was having someone telling Claire, stop holding on to your hope, right? Right. So, yes, it was supposed to be a very negative thing that he would say that to her and try to encourage her to do that, and he's just saying, you need to let go, stop having false hope, blah, blah, blah. She says, and again, I like when they throw stuff in here like this, she says, you might be my father, but I don't even know your name, and I want it to stay that way. As in, wink, wink, nudge, nudge for the audience. This is why she doesn't know who Jack is, right? Like, she doesn't have any kind of reaction to Jack Shepard, American surgeon man. (laughs) I didn't even think think about that. Yeah, so they're they're pointing out to the audience she doesn't ever learn his name. So it's reasonable that she would meet Jack Shepard and not have, like, an inkling of recognition, right? Right. And then our final flashback, we see a very pregnant Claire who's about to fly uh, fly to L.A., and yeah, so try to fly to LA. A lot of time has gone by, and she has kept her mom alive this whole time. You know, we we will learn more about. I don't it. even know if <laughs> euthanasia was an option at this point in Australia. No, probably not. No. So yeah, that's Claire's kind of unexpected. I have a dark backstory. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and I guess it was probably different at the time, but it's definitely not a great look for claire that it seems like she's kept her vegetable mom alive just so she can like vent to somebody that's not gonna well talk to her i don't think that's the point no i know putting putting aside i'm saying at the time at the time it wouldn't have been perceived that way but right now it's 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 bad (laughs) yeah putting aside (laughs) aged well putting aside how you know that concept is aged and how you feel about that issue in this episode, it's supposed to represent her not giving up her hope, right? Never right. never letting go of her hope. So was she... So the previous episodes we've seen with Claire, like when she gets pregnant and her dipshit baby daddy, like, dips on her, that was between this, the early part of this episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you mean when she's... When she's like, oh, my mom. Meaning her mom would have been in a coma. Yeah, I mean, that's that's because that was written, you know, two years before this, and it's just an inconsistency. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> at that time, go. they hadn't decided that her mom was going to be in a coma yet. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, just a little a little uh, plot hole there. Let's see. Yeah, those are the flashbacks. So Jack and Claire are brother and sister. <laughs> what the fuck? That's weird. It was like, I remember the first time watching it, you know, back in season two, when we see the episode that suggests, you know, that Christian might be going to visit, you know, trying to visit Claire. It's like. Especially watching it for the first time and, like, not really grasping. You know, I teased you for not figuring it out. But, like, in season two, you know, towards the beginning of season two, it's like, we're starting to see that there's all these connections pre-island these people have to each other. That's such a wild thing. (laughs) Such a wild connection to have to a person that you don't know. That it's like, it's really when I watched it, I was like, oh my god, I wonder if it's Claire. Because, again, it's, you know... A angry blonde Australian woman, and wouldn't that be crazy? But it's like you don't actually think that that's really it, because that would be crazy. So then they show it in this episode and they confirm it, and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> they actually.
actually did it. It's so hard to get a barometer on what is outside of the realm of yeah. what they're willing to do. And so, and you know, I'm bad at picking up on stuff, so maybe I wouldn't have picked it up anyways if I had been more open-minded, but it's still really strange. It's very strange. And now you know just how far it goes, like, just how broad the scope is of, like, if anything seems like it might be connected, it's probably connected, right? Unless it has to do with numbers. Oh, boo And then boo it has absolutely nothing to do with it. Oh, my God. They do that, but they won't. <laughs> they they won't. They'll they'll have Jack Shepard be the daddy of two different characters, <laughs> but they won't. They won't do any addition of their special numbers to 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 hide Easter eggs. Good lord. Oh man. Have some conviction. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> oh man. Still still salty a month later. That's okay. Um, it's okay. Stay salty. No, it's funny. It's just so funny to me that I, I think back to spending the time doing that, and it's just like if so, if I had stood outside of myself and looked at myself, I would have like shaken my shoulders. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I know you. I don't know if you can answer this at all. How significant is this? It will end up being fairly significant. Okay. I think the most important thing about it is that it is such a profound example of how connected these people are to each other. Right. Which is fucking crazy. This huge group of people that got on this plane that didn't know each other. Like, this is the biggest example so far of how connected their lives were in, like, little unknown ways before they came to the island. But beyond Without, beyond that... Like, beyond just, like, seeing someone in the background. Right, yeah. Um, beyond just that concept, it will end up being fairly important to the plot later, um, in, in some ways. It's not, like, a huge, big contributor to, like, the end game or anything, but, like, it will have kind of its own little plot thread at one point. Okay. So, let's see. Um, on the island, we get our hearts crushed by Claire and Charlie, unless we're Marshall and we don't care about Claire and Charlie, then I guess this is just okay. another episode. Who cares? It was no a night. It was not. It was not. It was fine. It was nice. They're cute. Thank you. Thank you. It's not that I don't care. Listen, there's a spectrum <laughs> of be of caring. Just because I'm I'm not like leaking from my face about it doesn't mean it, it doesn't do anything for me. Well. They're cute. They it's, are it's cute. It's fine. They are cute. Especially at the beginning of the episode when Charlie brings Claire a little breakfast tray and it's got a little note on it that says, G'day. It's so cute. <laughs> G'day. He took the baby in the morning so that she could sleep in and he made her a little breakfast tray and he's going to have Aunt Sun babysit the baby so they can have a little picnic on the beach. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. He wants to do some day seizing with her. Day seizing. It's so cute. And then Desmond ruins it. Yep. He fucking interrupts their little picnic. And he's holding a gun and he's like, Charlie! Holding a gun! Charlie! <laughs> he wants Charlie to come with him on a boar hunt. He says, I think of all the things you could choose to do today, hunting with me might be your best option. Yeah, he's like, hint, hint, yeah. Charlie. So the whole time this conversation is happening, Claire is not paying attention. Because she gets distracted by these birds. These seagulls that she sees are banded. And she gets all excited. And she's like, oh my gosh, I know how to get us off the island. So she doesn't hear this, like, really weird conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, between Desmond and Charlie. So 
She runs off to the beach to ask Jin and Sun for help, which, by the way, I love in this episode, our little, like, couple friends. It seems like Charlie and Claire and Jen and Son are, like, buddies now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like a support group. <laughs> They're like the married friends. <laughs> yeah. The parent friends. So Claire <laughs> wants to catch a bird and put a note on it. <laughs> which I'm not going to make fun of. Her. Like, okay, she's, you know, she's trying something here. And she's all excited, and it's it's about as useful as, as Bernard's SOS sign on the beach, you know? Yeah. So she thinks that, you know, if the birds are going to migrate, and somebody will catch them all. And that a... Is Bernard still alive? Yeah. Okay. Rose and Bernard have just him. fucked off. They're just doing their own thing. Okay, it's just been, you had, like, you said Bernard, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, when's the last time we it's saw been Bernard? It's so long. Okay, anyways. Yeah, they just sorry. show up whenever somebody, like, needs life advice, basically. <laughs> <laughs> they need a sage. Yeah, so she wants to put a note on the bird, and, um, you know, if somebody catches it, they'll see the note. And it's a cute idea, and we're gonna let Claire have it, because this episode is about hope. Charlie looks off and sees Desmond giving him, like, a very significant look, and then he all of a sudden starts being a huge dick to Claire and is shooting down her idea, and he's like, that's not gonna work. Or he says, like, it doesn't even look like it had a band on it or something. He's like, you didn't, you didn't see what you Could have been a piece of glass stuck in its foot. Yeah, <laughs> like, ouch. Uh, also, he, like, shits on the idea that birds are banded so that, like, like, it's a ridiculous idea that scientists would check on these birds where... I feel like that is maybe not common knowledge, but, like, not uncommon knowledge. Yeah, that I mean, he's clearly... Scientists track birds. Yeah, he's just trying, you know, he's he's trying to be a dick and discourage her because he knows He's just, that... like, couldn't he just, like, say, I'll be right back and just go away? Like, why does he have to be an asshole? <laughs> he just be like, hey, I'll be right back. I don't know. I, 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 I ate a bad mango, and it's going to be about two hours. <laughs> Like, you know how many excuses you would have to make a long bathroom trip when you're living on an island with no... I mean, the the way I imagine it is, like, you know, Desmond gets these flashes, right? He doesn't really get the full picture, so he doesn't really know what's going on. But he probably just told Charlie, like, look, it's got something to do with this bird thing that Claire wants to do. So Cl Charlie's like, okay, well, let's try to make sure it doesn't happen, right? They don't really know what they're doing here. <laughs> this is very new territory. Um, and they're both scared. And confused. I know it's just it's just weird that he has to be a dick about yeah, it. Yeah, well, that's kind of his default. Yeah, it's like I have to. Uh, I, have I, to I love Charlie, like, but he push you away. Yeah, he does jump to being a dick quite often. But also, I mean, you know, he's scared and he's got other things on his mind, right? This is a pretty harsh. Yeah, reminder. I mean, he's gonna die sometime soon. So yeah, so like, let's give him some grace here. Um, he's doing his best. So Jin and Son are gonna help Claire. They help her set up this trap. They set up a seagull soccer goal. Yeah. <laughs> Claire is chatting with Sun, and she's just so, like, bubbly and happy and full of hope. And it's so sweet. And I want Claire to have nice things. And she's just chatting with Sun, and Sun jokes about how this is her mother's worst nightmare. Um, her sitting on the beach cutting up bait. Yeah. Uh, she says, you know, my mother never worked a day in her life, but she had high hopes for my future, and she would have hated me to marry a fisherman and blah, 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 right? And then uh, Claire says her, my mom was a librarian and then doesn't, you know, doesn't want to talk about it anymore. Well, she's like, <laughs> son is literally like, was? was? Yeah, it's like, oof, okay. 
<laughs> oh man. Yeah. Just like oh, oh she was, huh? What does that mean? Did she retire? God. <laughs> Did she retire? Did she change her uh career late in her life like some people like to do? Oh man. Oh boy. So they have their bird trap set up. It's about to work, but then Desmond shoots off his gun nearby and it scares all the birds away. Yeah, there's like heavy rifle fire <laughs> in the like behind them. Like Jesus Christ. And I love Jin's reaction. He gets yeah. so mad. Yeah, he's like <laughs> he's so, so mad. He's so invested in catching the birds. And I love that. I love that there seems to be this like genuine friendship going on with Jin and Son and Claire. Like they're really invested in helping her. We see them, obviously they do it a lot in this episode, but like, in general, we see them helping her with Aaron a lot, um, and it's great. There's that, and there's also, and this goes back to early when Charlie was like being a dickhead about it. It's like, it just seems like a waste of time. What else are you doing? Yeah, I mean, it- Like, that's another thing, yeah. is that, like, this is something, this is a goal, a task, because it seems like they've got the basics down, like they have a right. system to get clean water, and they have a stock of food, so there's, like, time to kill. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, we got a project that we can work on, and it's, like, something that takes my mind away from the ever-marching column of death that yeah. is looming over me the entire time I'm on this island. Yeah. It. We kind of talked about that a little bit in the Bernard episode with the SOS sign, it's like, Everybody yes. shit on him so hard, and it's like, what else are you people gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what else is going on? But, um, and obviously, you know, Rose was unnecessarily being a dick to Bernard in that episode, and we found out that her reason was that she didn't want to leave, right? Because her yeah. cancer had been healed. And so now we know that, obviously, Charlie has his own reasons that have nothing to do, actually, with trying to put down Claire. Leaving. But, you know, he just has his own shit going on. <laughs> yeah. But at least this time, there are other people who are invested in helping Claire. I still, I still feel bad for Bernard from a season ago when nobody wanted to help him with his time. That was sad. So Claire's really pissed off. She doesn't believe that Desmond is really boar hunting because it's very obvious that he's not. Because <laughs> he's just like on the beach <laughs> shooting his gun. It's like, there was a boar, yeah. I swear. And she accuses him of not wanting her to catch the birds. And he looks at her like she's crazy and says, why wouldn't I want you to catch the birds? So then Claire... Also, just from the perspective of what he says, like, I, 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 I wasn't quite sure where it was. Oh, and you were, then why were shooting, you shooting? <laughs> high-caliber yeah. rifle rounds at it. I was just shooting right that by the populated beach. That makes me feel real safe. <laughs> oh, man. On a, on a beach, which is notorious for its long, open sight lines, where a bullet could just go and go and go. <laughs> so Claire now confronts Charlie... Uh, but he says he's been with Aaron all morning and he doesn't know what Desmond is doing. Uh, then he says that he just doesn't want her to have false hope. And Claire flips her lid. She loses. She kicks him out again. Again. She says, I'm on my own and at least I know that now. Is this the third time? I don't know. It's a lot. I mean, it's warranted every time. I mean, this this time, you know, is a little dramatic. Except for when you consider that they've only known each other for two months and she just had a baby and, you know. There's a lot of mitigating factors, but the other times it was like because Charlie did something really bad, and this time it's just because he's being a dick. Yeah. Sun is on Claire's side. She is like, yeah, something's up with Charlie and uh, Desmond, and, you know, it kind of sucks that they're whatever they're doing, right? 
So right. Claire s- says she's going to go get some answers. She follows Desmond along this beach and along all these, this like cliff. And he just reaches out and catches a bird for her. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, stay back. I got this. <laughs> Chillest bird ever. Man, that bird was so calm. Good Lord. So she accuses him of, of knowing the bird would be there. She says, you know, I followed you here and you came straight here. And so he tells her the truth. Yep. And Ricky and I were laughing at how he chooses to tell her the truth. Because we've now heard him do this several times. Where he says, you see that rock over there? That's where Charlie <laughs> fell in and died. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, my dude. He got, he got battered against the rocks. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm not going to do an accent. He got battered against the rocks a bunch and died. Yeah. And it's like. It's very powerful the way he's doing it, and I understand why, right? Like, he's trying to make her understand. Like, I saw this thing happen. Um, <laughs> but just the, how abruptly and intensely he says it. No, he's a band-aid off kind of guy. That's where he fell in and broke his neck and died. <laughs> That's where he got battered against the rocks as his lungs filled with water and he slowly lost conscience in great pain. So yeah, that's his unhinged way of telling her, I had a vision that... Charlie was going to be the one to try to catch this bird for you, and he was going to slip and fall in and die, so I had to do it for him. And he was going to do such a terrible job that he was, like, 30 feet away from the damn bird when he died. (laughs) He wasn't even, like, at the bird. He was on his way. He never even made it to the bird. (laughs) Man, what a failure, right? Jeez. What a failure. It would have been, honestly, uh, it doesn't matter, but it's funnier, it would have been funnier if he was, like, this is the bird that would have slapped Charlie in the head until he fell in the water and died. <laughs> that would have been a this more bird realistic. Charlie in. This is the bird that murdered Charlie. <laughs> I had to come capture it. It pecked his fucking eyes out. <laughs> and he fell in the water and drowned Claire. Claire brings, oh, man. Claire brings the bird back to Charlie. I love Desmond. I, I do too, man. He does not pull any punches. He's so good. She shows the bird to Charlie, and she tells him that Desmond told her everything. And he says, oh, you don't believe that, do you? And the look on his face is so, like, tender and sweet. (laughs) It's sad. Well, because it's like, he knows that she does believe it, and that she cares, and that she cares so deeply for him, right? And, oh, man. Because it would have been very easy for her to be like, that's fucking crazy. I'm still mad at you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But no, she does believe and she cares. <sighs> this is a good instance because I bring up a lot complaints about how, what characters on the show decide to treat as ridiculous. Yeah. Compared to what they've experienced. Yeah. So far. Yeah. And the further we get into the show, the more annoying it is when someone's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, everyone should believe everything so, at this point. Everything should believe everything at this <laughs> yeah. point. And, but this is a great instance where he tells her and she she accepts it. Right. Because it makes sense. Yeah. I was like, okay, thank you, Claire, for being a reasonable person. Right. Among a bunch of people that are constantly nitpicking their <laughs> reality on a magical island with <laughs> invisible murder creatures. And, I mean, good lord. Oh, man. Um... And polar bears. And polar bears. Don't forget the polar bears. Um, so Claire and Charlie attach this message to the bird. Charlie reads it out loud. It's very <laughs> with touching. Like a, with like a twist tie. Oh from my a god! Bag it's a bagels. it's a piece of paper attached to the bird with a twist tie. That thing is gonna last five minutes. That that seagull. It, let's pretend for a moment <laughs> it lasts the whole time. It won't. 
let's pretend it does. It is going to be so inundated with seagull shit. Oh yeah, that it will be unintelligible. It's gonna get. It's gonna Just get wet. It's gonna get shit on. By it's gonna blow away. <laughs> All these things so at once. So funny. Um. <clears throat> so anyway, yeah. Like on this Who island, they're better off making the bird a tiny backpack. <laughs> On this island where they have everything that they need whenever they need it. They couldn't have found, like, a plastic tube or something nope. <laughs> to, like, put it in. Anyway, whatever. We have hope. Maybe, they could have put it in, like, uh, whatever. Maybe it'll work. Whatever. Maybe it'll work. The raft could have worked. The sign could have worked. <laughs> fuck, fuck off. No way. <laughs> it could work. Um, that, that, it, they're going to find that bird, like. On a roasted on a spit somewhere by somebody with the ta- with the with the paper still attached to its leg. Hey, if if fucking Locke had known about Claire's plan, he would have just shot that bird down. Would have seen yeah. the birds flying over the island, and he would have just like sniped it. <laughs> like that's nope. the first where I thought happened when the gunfire rang out. I was like, oh my god, Desmond's, Desmond's just gonna kill birds. all the birds. <laughs> just shooting at birds with a rifle. So we get our little time in the military paid off. We get our little uh, end of episode montage or whatever while Charlie's reading this note. Um, Sawyer's reading the Fountainhead, <laughs> which is I was like, Iron Rand, some, some hefty <laughs> shit for the island. Um, that is a lot to read. Uh, he's I don't he's I got mean, time. I don't know that I'd be super into objectivism if I was on an island <laughs> like this, but you know, I guess it's important to. Broaden your horizons. <laughs> Son and Jen are watching Aaron, looking cute. And after Charlie reads the note, Claire says she's not going to give up on Charlie. And she says we're going to get through this together. And then they hold hands. Yes, and the bird flies nice. away. And it's really sweet. And I love them so much. I think Sawyer is... So I think the Fountainhead came after Atlas Shrugged. Do not ask me. So I... I think he read Atlas Shrugged first, and that convinced him about hoarding all the stuff that he found because he's like <laughs> being his own man and claiming these resources right. as his own because it's his manifest destiny. Uh-huh. And that didn't work, so now he's like, "Well, maybe there's some other good tidbits from Ayn Rand I could use to." He's about to blow something up. Hoarding resource, hoarding resources. <laughs> yeah, what can he? Uh, what can he blow up? Um, <laughs> they do have TNT. Or they have, they have, uh, sorry. C4. They have C4. They have dynamite. Yeah, they have dynamite. So, you know, if there's any, uh, conformists on this island, Sawyer will blow them up. Does stuff get blown up in the fountainhead? I never read it. Oh, yeah, that's the whole thing, isn't it? Doesn't the guy... Oh, jeez. Alright, time to Google the fountainhead. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those you read it once because you have to books. He blows up something. He blows up a building. Right? He, like, he's an architect. Oh, man. Hold on. I'm trying to remember without Googling, but I'm going to have to Google. Anyway, he blows up some- He blows up a building or something. I don't know. Fucking Ayn huh. Rand, man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. I will not be reading it again for clarification. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the bad guy is a socialist. All right. <laughs> Whatever. It's, it, you said blow something up. I just finished listening to a series on Timothy McVeigh. That's why I was like, did Timothy McVeigh read the phone? <laughs> oh, man. No, he's just a big fan of Bill Cooper. So, that's the first part of our episode. That's Claire and Charlie. Now let's talk about Mikhail. The juicy shit. The juice. Oh, man. I told you. I told you it'd be fun to keep him alive. It was. Good (laughs) lord. 
So we open with our our group, our uh, Rescue Jack party. We'll call them the Rescue Jack party. Saeed and Locke are arguing about the stick again. <laughs> yep. Saeed's real upset about that stick. <laughs> Locke is being antagonistic because he's Locke. Yeah. And he's like doubting the map, I guess. And Saeed says, it's certainly not as infallible as the magical carvings on your stick. <laughs> <laughs> Kate asks, uh, she starts asking Mikhail stuff. She starts asking him if they're going the right way and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And everyone's like, quit asking him shit. He's not going to tell you the truth. And again, it's brought up, you know, why don't we just kill him? Uh, Saeed says, do you suggest we shoot him like a dog? And Locke says, no, I like dogs. <laughs> that was a great response. <laughs> was a very good line. So yeah, there's a lot of kind of dissent in the group over whether uh, they should be keeping Mikhail alive or not. Uh, there's a weird scene between... I mean, I in general, I like Kate in episodes where she's nowhere near Sawyer or Jack. Yep. You know, she gets to kind of be her own person for a second in these episodes. Yeah. But I did not like her conversation with Rousseau, where she's like calling her out for not asking about Alex. She says, I told you that your daughter was living with them and you haven't asked me a single question about her. And Rousseau says, you know, she says, imagine 16 years from now, you're told that Jack is still alive, but in your heart, you know that he wouldn't remember you and he wouldn't know you and he wouldn't even know that you cared about him. She says, I haven't asked you questions about my daughter because I do not want to know the answers. Stay in your lane, Kate. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely kind of, uh, yeah, just like, this is very complicated for russo yeah it just felt so like clearly again the reason was like you're not being a good you're not being a good mom yeah it like, felt so accusatory it felt so accusatory. yeah like what the fuck do you know kate and the whole point was to again remind us about the dynamic between russo and alex right the she was taken as a baby and you know she's never known her but right. it just <clears throat> was like damn have one of the men ask her that at least not kate yeah it's one of those <laughs> scenarios where it would have been better for a male character yeah. to ask. <laughs> they're allowed to be ignorant about that kind of thing. They're not like cock hungry for Jack. <laughs> so Kate is asking Mikhail more about how he came to the island. He says he was recruited at age 24 and he was brought to the island on the submarine. Did you see Locke's face? Yes. Every single time there has been mention of a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> Locke's face is real shitty he made a lot of really quality faces oh in this man sequence. he he is playing his own game right now he's <laughs> and he, he's always got kind of like a hardened face but he's still very emotive which i think is good for storytelling oh yeah but it's i mean he's like, a very bad liar like he's he's bad at he is hiding the fact that he is up to some shit <laughs> particularly later in the episode oh, man his eyes get so big yeah so he says i was brought <laughs> on the so submarine good. and locks like <gasps> what yeah <laughs> But then now, again, we learn about this whole sky turning purple thing. And we get Two some... Two weeks ago, they said it, yeah. it was... Yeah, he says there was an, ev they lost an event. Yeah. Electromagnetic pulse. Yeah. So we get some clarification. He says it's still possible to leave the island, but it would be impossible to come back. Yes. So that kind of gives us a little bit of... I don't know if you've thought about Michael and Walt in a while. <laughs> But remember, they were leaving on the boat when the whole yeah. sky turned purple thing. So there is still, you know, assuming that the others were actually letting them go and leave the island, we can maybe 
assume and hope that they actually were able to leave, but will never be able to come back. Yeah. So that's good. <clears throat> it's interesting because it, it, he says there's like a, a sonar beacon or something that was underwater. Yeah. That they lost contact with. So somehow this place is impossible to find without that. And it also like it, it's it's like very critical that the, it's a submarine that brings people there. Yeah. So like they have to be underwater. Yeah. For some reason. Right. They, there's no like pl- obviously planes have gotten there, but they're it's not what they used to bring people there. Right. Like it I guess we so we've seen the Black Rock, which is a ship. We've seen that yeah. planes have crashed there. I think Rousseau has already revealed that her team was on a boat. She was on a research ship. Yeah, a ship. So yeah, all kinds of vessels can get here by accident. <laughs> But yeah, the, it seems significant that the others use a submarine. Um, yeah. So. But now they have the reverse problem. But now they. Of so they can leave, but they can't they get back. They leave, but they can't get back ever since this thing happened. Do you have any theories that I can not say anything about? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you could just say them and I can go, oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, could, like, I could do my usual stuff. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so they keep saying like electromagnetic, right? Yeah pulse i mean the whole thing with like em is that it it like destroys electronic technology right um at the base level like communications and 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 the things they listed like when Locke was on the computer after he beat the chess game uh and he was going through the options uh it was like there was like a communications tower and that was down and then there was the beacon and that was down and then that was what sent him to was it seven seven or something? Yeah, yeah. Which was the blow up the base option, right? Um, <clears throat> so the the EM could have like assuming at base level that this is like a extant place in the ocean on the regular world. <laughs> this feels so stupid to say, but <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, that is where we're at. That, that it's very hard to find without communication. Now we have satellites in two thousand seven, so. It wouldn't really be that hard to find, I guess. Right. So it still makes me think that, like, you still have to have... Obviously, you have to have specific guidance okay. to get there. Okay. Like, it's not something you can stumble upon. Right. Um, And I say that even though we know stuff has crashed there, but it all seems very intentional, the stuff that has Right. It, I think it's fair to say the stuff that has crashed there has been drawn there. Yeah, it was, it was an accident from their perspective, but not from the island's right, perspective. Right, right. Okay. Um, but to get there intentionally, you have to have like a, a beacon or communication or some kind of way to find it. Okay. So we're still back at this. You know, there's a two different things. Like, does this exist in a different reality than everything else at the same time? Is it like the Desmond episode where it's like, okay, he's, it seems like maybe he's run through this multiple times. And so it's like different timelines running at the same time. Yeah. So. Okay. Yep, I can't say anything else. <laughs> I promise I promise everyone I did not forget to take my meds. <laughs> no, no, no. You're you're not you you don't sound crazy. No, I know. It's just so wild. It is very that wild that this is a conversation so we're having. Wild. So then Mikhail says something else. Kate says Oh yeah. Why would you want to come this back? Is so good. And Mikhail says you are not capable of, capable understanding, of understanding. Because you're not on the list. He says, the man who brought me here, who brought all of my people here, is a magnificent man. And Kate says, if Ben's so magnificent, then why did he need one of us to save him? 
Mikhail says not Ben. Nope. Not Ben. It's gotta be Jacob. Got that was the name, right? They talked Jacob about is, yeah, Jacob is the name. The but Mikhail list. does not say Jacob here. No, I know. I'm but, just saying I mean, that's what comes to mind. Yeah, I mean list, yeah. I think it's it's fair to say. He's probably talking about Jacob. Yeah. He says, You were not on the list because you were flawed, and he looks at Kate. Because you're angry, and he looks at Locke. Because you're weak and frightened, and he looks at Saeed. And then Saeed is like, you don't know anything about us. And he says, of course I don't know you, Saeed Jira. And you, yeah. Kate Austin, are a complete stranger to me. And he says, but I must be mistaken, I must be confused. Because the John Locke I knew was paralyzed. <laughs> and then he gets cut off. Yep. And Locke's face at that Ooh, moment Locke's was, face. Ooh, man. Was excellent. I wonder if it's a coincidence what happens to Mikhail in the next scene. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, I mean, it, yeah, boy. It's de- it definitely is a little convenient, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, we know that the others knew things about Jack, right? Yeah. They knew everything about his life. So I guess it shouldn't come as a huge surprise, but yet it still does, that they know everything about everyone's life, which is what... It's just been a while since that's been... Here. You know, like... Been explicitly I, said. I guess it... Well... It felt like, okay, they needed Jack to save Ben's life, so they found out all this stuff about him, right? But now it feels a lot deeper, right? Why would they need to know everything about everybody? Everyone's on that plane for a reason. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm getting at. So yeah, it's like, okay, they know know all of our our friends. (laughs) I mean, the more and more, I mean, like, just, they just keep building all these connections and all these people at all these places, and... It's everyone was on that plane for a specific reason. Yep. So Mikhail's cut off by them walking into this clearing and they see all these pylons. Yeah. Uh, and Mikhail smirks and Locke says, it looks like we're here. So Mikhail is loving this. He asks Saeed, what do you think these are? Or, or Saeed asks him, what, what are these? And he says, what do you think they are? <laughs> and Saeed says it's either an alarm system or a trap. And he says, you know, if we walk through it, it's going to trigger something. And he says, you're right. It was a security perimeter, but like everything else on this island, it hasn't functioned in years. And there's no way to go around them. Cool story, bro. Yeah. So Locke just fucking shoves Mikhail through the pylons. Yep. Mikhail turns around and says, thank you. And then there's this deafening noise. He starts seizing and bleeding from his ears and foaming at the mouth. And then he dies. Not only does he bleed from his ears, blood shoots out, out of, of his, his ears. ears. Yeah. That was so fucking metal. <laughs> that, that was such a great death. <laughs> oh, man. So he says thank you, and then he dies. Saeed looks pissed again. <laughs> and Locke is just such a fucking idiot. Like, he's like, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. He says, pardon me for not knowing they had a sonic weapon fence. Uh, I didn't know he was going to die. How would I know that? And Saeed says, why are you really here? He's mm-hmm. like, you're not here for Jack. Why are you really here? Um, and Locke is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Of course I'm here for Jack. You know, fuck off. And so they're going to try to go over the pylons. Um, so Saeed is like, or Kate says, "Where? where's the axe? Let me get the axe. And he says it's in Locke's backpack. And Locke is like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> and they find C4 in his backpack. Meaning that he definitely knew there was C4 in that house when he blew it up intentionally. Sure little did. son of a bitch. <laughs> little son of a bitch. 
So he says, I thought you didn't know there was any C4. And he says, well, I stand corrected. You never know when a little C4 will come in handy. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. It is a little bit wild that, like, nobody else took any. Because, like, they're going to go fight the others. Like, maybe they do want to blow something up. <laughs> I mean, if you could disarm it successfully, that's a hell of a tool to have. Yeah. Um. So, this is... That's also a shitload of C4. Yeah, it is. And he, he's... Like, they, they just, like, make bricks of C4 for shows, but that is a tremendous <laughs> quantity of C4. <laughs> Like, when they blew up the base, obviously, and this happens in every show, I'm not faulting Lost for it, where they do they do a fire explosion because it looks cool. Yeah. But it's, like, common knowledge at this point, that's not what it looks like when plastic explosives go off. Yeah. It would have been just, like, a, a big crater in the ground. <laughs> just, like, a big, dusty crater. And there, and that base would have been, like, a mile radius yeah. around yeah. with that quantity of C4 in it. So this is... I mean, he could split that C4 up and do a lot of damage. <laughs> so, we're definitely, like, putting a pin in this, right? Saeed... <laughs> Saeed is... Not in the C4, though. <laughs> Saeed is not happy with Locke right nope. now. But they've got other things to do. Um, so, very unwisely, we're just gonna let Locke keep doing, doing Locke. And we'll see what happens. <laughs> We'll just see what happens. We'll see what happens. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. <laughs> um, so they take turns climbing over the pylon. Kate goes first. Apparently, Evangeline Lily did that stunt by herself, which is kind of cool. I don't think I could do that. It looked like her. Like they. If I was on they... this little voyage, I would have been like, "Well, shit, guys, <laughs> this is where I leave you. <laughs> give me, <laughs> give me like a ladder or something to climb. I don't think I can." straddle and shimmy up that big branch like that <laughs> yeah it definitely looked like she did it i was like looking at it the whole time i was like oh hey that's because they filmed it in a way where you could like see her face yeah which, the whole time which normally they don't do if it's a stunt right so um yeah that's an impressive uh impressive stunt so they make it over uh kate kind of spends a minute looking at mikhail's body and then they move on and they make it to the barracks and we see this fucking scene. We see at the very end of the episode. What we see the the, the little suburban scene that we saw at the beginning of the season, right? It is a. It looks like a retirement community in <laughs> there's like, like a, Cabo, there's a little, Cabo Wabo. There's a little gazebo. Uh, yeah, and it's all like little like townhouses yeah. connected by little walkways. Yeah, it's so nice weird. little mown lawns, a gazebo, sidewalks. And then and a little bit of sport. A little bit of sport. <laughs> we see Jack hoofing it towards the bushes. But then, oh, wait a second. What's this he's doing? He's playing catch. With his best friend, With Tom. Tom. <laughs> and he does a goofy little dance at the end. <laughs> God, that was jarring. That was awesome. <laughs> that was so jarring. Oh, one of my favorites. I was like, what are the odds that they show up right when he's escaping and then he turns around and catches a football yeah and then spikes what it the actual makes a little, fuck. little jack face and spikes it yeah he like looks like he shits himself and then goes <laughs> it's very it's dance. very funny i mean it looks it's, like it was he's just playing a game he's goofing off with his friend tom you can call me tom so yeah marshall what ha what happened <sighs> the last time we saw jack was the episode where they had the tribunal for yeah for Juliet. 
almost said Patriot. The last Juliet. <laughs> Jesus the, the last time we saw Jack, he was on a boat with Juliet coming over to this island with the others. Yes. And it was like Jack and Juliet versus the world. They had both been promised that they were going to be let off the island and they were going to And that was they like stick together and make sure it happened, right? That's the last that we how, saw them. How long ago was that? Like a day? I mean, it was not long. Right, that's what I'm that's what I'm I, okay. It is not it is not it cannot have been more than may, maybe no, it, maybe it is literally days. it is no amount of time to explain what's happening. Right. Right. So what's happening? <sighs> Uh-oh. Maybe oh. he's just like killing time. Okay. It just it's just weird cuz it's Well, okay, here's <sighs> Is he is he playing along or has he and, been brainwashed? Right. That that's the question. Is has he been brainwashed right. or is he playing along? And, and, you know, keeping his head down so that he can go home. If it's brainwashing, it makes no sense why they wouldn't have done it way sooner than this. That's a good point. Because if they could have just shuttled his ass over here and turned him into a a comrade and had him do the surgery, they would have done it. I right. feel like. Right. Unless there's, like, another element to it that I don't understand. Right. But if if it was literally just a matter of... They put him in a special room over here, but we know they had a special room at the other island where they had, was it Timothy or whatever his fucking name was? Carl? Andrew? Carl? Carl! <laughs> Timothy! <laughs> whatever. Timothy. Uh, Carl. Timothy or Andrew, you know, that guy. <laughs> Generic white names. Um, oh, fuck. Carl. I should remember Carl. Carl's such a fun name. What was I saying? Okay, they had a... <laughs> They had a room. So if they, they could, if they Carl, could have just done it, they had then a, why didn't they, they do it? They had a fucking yes. uh, Clockwork Orange room right. on the other island. Right. <clears throat> Maybe they have a better one over here. I don't know. But if they could have done it, it makes it would make more sense if they had done it right when they gotten him, and they would have just fixed right fucking Ben right off the bat. Yes. So the other option is that he's playing along. Okay. We will learn more. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But my God, that would have been a real stupid cliffhanger to leave for the next 50 episodes (laughs) what a just amazingly done scene though and so jarring to see it was it was great god and like kate is about to run out to him and saeed's like no it's like shut up and then we see him just catch a football he's just goofing off with his buddy just having a fun time with his buddy tom oh i love it it's so well done that is one of my favorite cliffhanger endings in this show is the Jack playing catch with the others. <laughs> it's up there. It's pretty good. Uh, I would have to like think through, but I, uh, just off the, off the top of my head, it's one of the best. Mm-hmm. Well, Marshall, that's the end of our episode, Par Avion. Do you have for me an alternate title? Par Avion. Uh, Claire, Claire dodges a negligent homicide charge. <laughs> well, that's depressing. Or a uh, seatbelt PSA. There we go. <laughs> Where are your seatbelts, folks? Is this is this whole thing really Claire's fault, or should somebody have been wearing a seatbelt? That's exactly right. <laughs> Wear your seatbelts. It doesn't matter how bad your daughter hates you and purposefully hits a truck to eject you and kill you because she doesn't like you. <laughs> oh, God. Wear your seatbelt. Oh, you know what? That does bring up something I forgot to mention. A very popular theory at the time. Was that she killed her mom? 
Not that she killed her mom, but oh. that she, like, walted her mom. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean by that? Walted her mom! Like... This episode... So Kate blew up her dad and Claire walked in her mom. <laughs> this episode brought up a lot of suspicion that... I'm so glad Walt's a verb now. Claire maybe manifested it, right? Not that she intentionally crashed into the truck and killed her mom, but she was apparently saying, I wish you were dead during this conversation, and then this happens almost immediately. Um, so a lot of people were like, uh-oh... Oh, does Claire have the power, have the manifestation power? But instead of like killing a bird, she, she like ejects her mom and gives her a bunch of terrible visceral injuries and makes her brain dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So we'll we'll find out. So third title: Claire Walter Mom. Claire Walter Mom. <laughs> okay, that's the best one. <laughs> God Almighty! Well, that's yours because you. I've never heard Walt uses a verb. Now you have. Uh, until now. Claire Walter's mom. Pretty great. Claire Walter's mom. <laughs> oh, man. Christ on a bike. That's uh, season three, episode 12. Claire Walt's her mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's dark, but it's funny. I didn't have... Well, I had a fun fact, but it was the um, Australian healthcare <laughs> fun fact. Yeah, fun fact. Um, But even more fun than that, we have a listener who reached out... Um, on Instagram, let me see, a couple days ago, Chris on Instagram messaged, um, and said, they just finished watching the show for the first time, they found our podcast about a month ago while they were binging through the show, um, <laughs> so at least for a little bit, I guess, we, we had, uh, somebody who was watching for the first time while yeah. listening, which is very cool, I've been looking for, for that. Um, and yeah, they just finished watching it from Brazil, and we discussed a lot that I cannot say here because it's all spoilers. Oh, wait, so Chris is from Brazil. Yes, Chris is from Brazil. So hello, thank you. Join, oh. welcome. <laughs> welcome. Our South American listeners are like the most communicative. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Um, yeah, so I can't actually share anything else that we discussed, but... I just wanted to shout out to you, Chris, for reaching out to us on Instagram. I had a great time chatting about Lost. Yay. If anyone else would like... Gonna... Oh, yep. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> if anyone else would like to reach out and chat with me about Lost and make my day, um, you can reach us on Twitter at Jungle Mystery. You can reach us on Instagram at Jungle Mystery Pod or email us at junglemysterypod at gmail.com. Make my fucking day. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, I was going to say, so... Uh, there's now an option to like attach a poll to Spotify podcasts. Ooh. Um, I don't know how it works. I'm gonna look into it and make sure it's not like annoying. Okay. Uh, it's like a relatively new feature. Um, obviously, if you're hearing this it, and you feel like it, if you could just like tell us how you found the podcast, because I don't. That's not a metric. That's. Oh yeah. I I have like how did you find this? Because I just out of curiosity went on the google the other day and just searched lost lost podcasts and we were nowhere on the results so like how do how do y'all find how'd y'all find us um because if that's if that's something we could figure out then it's you know we could you know not that not that we're trying to like turn this into a business but it would be cool <laughs> to like learn how people are figuring out to find this podcast hey i gotta make my living um, off of this I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying I don't want to, <laughs> but i'm saying i'm not quitting my day job if you people don't listen uh, to this podcast my family doesn't eat that's a joke. It's God, that would be sad. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
Um, I can't feed my kitties. Uh, you have actual human children, though. So, uh, anyways, we could cut that. I didn't know if that was too personal. Yeah. We talked, no, we talked about the fact that you're a mom. Yeah, never mind. I feel like Good I talk Lord. about it too much. <laughs> Everybody knows. I'm just fucking running my idiot mouth. Listen, I am going. <laughs> I am going to look into the poll options yes. and probably add like a short poll about like how do you find it? Yeah, for sure. Um, and if there's any other like easy questions, I'm not going to ask anybody to write a fucking essay. Um, and just get some feedback. Yeah, that's a from good idea. Because we have like a regular group of listeners, it seems. Um, so we just passed like 5,200 total plays. Yay! So thank, thank everybody for listening. And if you want to. Uh, continue listening to the podcast. This episode won't be going on for much longer, but there are other episodes, and you can find them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, and there's some other ones I can't remember the name of. There's a, our, our demographics on podcast platforms have changed drastically recently with the 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 death of Stitcher. <laughs> rip. So, <clears throat> rip. Well, but yeah, and if there's a platform that you'd rather us be on that we're not on. Let us know, and I'll look into how that works. Keep talking. I forgot to look up the next episode title. There it is. Ooh! Ooh! The next one's really Marsh. good, Marshall! Okay. <laughs> the next one's really good! The next episode is called The Man from Tallahassee. The Man from Tallahassee. Isn't that where Sawyer's from? The Man from Tallahassee. Isn't that where, isn't that where Sawyer's from? The Man from Tallahassee. God damn it, okay. <laughs> Yeah, okay, it's a Sawyer episode. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> That's right, got gonorrhea. The, the man with gonorrhea from Tallahassee. <laughs> uh, hang on, I don't think he's actually from Tallahassee. I should know this. Hold on a second. Yeah, you should, poser. Shh. Yeah, no, he's not from <laughs> Tallahassee. He has joked about being to Tallahassee. That's what, That's what it is. So do you have another guess? <laughs> Shit. The man from Tallahassee. Where does Jack live? L.A.? Yeah. That's not Tallahassee. I'm so upset. Just guess. It's fine. I mean, Sawyer's... Your husband's... Your, hus- your husband Sawyer's is upsetting Sawyer's a good guess. Me. Yeah, I, okay. I'm gonna say... Oh, the man of Tallahassee. Other men. Oh! Other, other men. The show is all men. But Paolo. Okay. That's fun. All right. Paolo. Let me write that down. We're leaving now, and we'll be back next week talking about the man from Tallahassee. The man from Tallahassee. And, uh, in the meantime... I'll see you in another life, brother. And I'm not just saying that because there's Hispanics in, in Florida. Marshall, you know, sometimes when you elaborate, you make it worse. <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> Although, statistically, there is a higher population. Marshall. Yeah, just be fair. Okay. Okay. <laughs> when you elaborate on how it's not offensive, you almost always <laughs> make it worse. I don't know why offensive. I thought that would be better. I don't either. It's never better.